I feel you because that's that's a scary that's a scary sight, you know. And and it's funny you guys say you guys are working out. I was working on it as well. And um, I thought like something dawned on me as I was just you know getting my laps in there around the track. Um, like I feel like I feel like hard work is saturated. I do. I feel like hard work is saturated. I feel like people are like oh you know I go so hard or I work so hard and like I want to ask you guys this question like when you guys got to St. Effects did you think you worked hard? Like, did, like, you know what I mean? Before you stepped onto, like, you know, St. Effects, before you put on the practice jersey, like, before you called yourself an X-Men, like, did you feel that you worked hard? Thanks, Will. Uh, I never, I never, that never crossed my mind in terms of, like, at the time. Yeah. My, my story's interest, like, the way I got to X is a lot different than most other players, like, I played on a really, really successful high school basketball team, um, grade 10 to 12. And when I was in grade 11, there were 10, 10 players in grade 12. So that's two starting lineups of players in their senior year. Wow. I didn't, so my, like, and I only started playing basketball seriously in grade nine. So like for me to even be on the team, like we were beating teams by 80 points. Like we had, we had a lot of a lot of news articles in the local paper were really negative towards our team because of how much we were beating other teams by. Why? Oh you, my gosh! We're, we're a predominantly black, you know, team from yeah. North End at Halifax, and we talk like I don't know if you listen to some of our the first two interviews with with uh, Chico and with uh, Christian uh, T Bear. But they were from that, that like, that was the school, like, the basketball team was from the North End. And part of our podcast is, like, trying to explain how kind of backwards Nova Scotia has been in terms of progressive, you know, mm. outlook on on diversity and equality. And yeah. that was an example of, like, man, that was only 15 years ago. Like, they were just saying, like, we're showboating, we're – and we're, we're doing stuff like in games where we're winning by 60 and we're playing five players on five players off like they do in, in like uh, mini ball. Like, yo, how crazy is that? That as such a successful team, they want to, they want to, they still paint the narrative that they're doing something wrong. Trust me. Bro, T-Bear. So, I, you know, I, I don't even, I can't even explain. I sent you that clip of T-Bear, right? And mm -hmm. about like, if you dress too much, like, you're doing if you dress like this, you're doing too much, and if you don't dress like that, you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I think I still have some of the articles in that the house. Makes I'll, I'll no look if I can sense. find them, and, and then Tristan can screenshot them and send them to you. But, but so to get back to your question, like, I like for me, I was always in the gym, like, even touched on it with, with T Bear about like you know, um, being first girlfriend ever was in grade 12 because from grade 10. From when I started in grade 10, like, I was in the gym all the time. Um, it was kind of like like T-Bear, Tyler, Van, and Peter. All these guys that were really sick, like, went on to the next level. We all went to the gym a lot. So it was, it was kind of just a transition. That being said, I definitely didn't work as hard in my first few years at X as I did in my last two. Like, there's, it's no, there's no question. And mm -hmm. it tied into the, the whole excitement of being – in the university culture, the X culture, the, mm -hmm. you know, 
something going on. There's a res. People are drinking at res. People are having a party. Something's mm-hmm. happening. You know what I mean? Just it's just that excitement. And we t- talked to Donko a bit about that too. It's like you leave you leave your household and you have kind of that freedom that I like. I don't have to listen to my parents. Like I yeah. I know for basketball. I know here for school. But like yo, like I'm meeting like. Like, I don't know, Shelly, I'm meeting like yeah, you're meeting, all meeting kinds girls and meeting guys, like I'm having fun. So it's like, and then when you get to your fourth, fifth year, you're like, yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to put myself around people that have like the same, same drive, the same energy as me. Like I'm separating, mm-hmm. I'm separating that time That's a big and that part. energy and, and putting it into ball. Uh-huh. So even being like, even still working hard my first three years, probably more so than a lot of other guys on the team, it still wasn't like, I don't what I consider hard work now, like what you talk about is, is, is exactly that. Like, that's when I was like, man, I really, I really started working hard, but those are still mm-hmm. that like, those are still things that, that happen with university. You can't, you can't separate, like, unless you go to a program like Carlton, like Donko said, mm-hmm. like that, that's just not like, that's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the customs are just mad different. Let's be real. You know? So, I mean, and it's funny you asked me that question because I literally was talking about, um, I don't want to say like, but my girlfriend, like I, I say oh, yeah. like, you don't, you don't work hard. Like, and she gets mad. She's like, how are you going to tell me I don't work hard? But it's exactly what you're saying in terms of the saturation where it's like some people, do, like there's just a difference in terms of what people deem hard work. And it's really, yeah. it's really hard to navigate that as somebody who considers themselves a really hard worker. Mm-hmm. when you might look at somebody else who cons- also considers themselves a really hard worker, but you both have different ideas of what hard work is. You know, and, and it's also, it's almost like the definition of like organization, like someone who's scatterbrained it could be very well organized versus someone who has folders and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like, what is the definition of organization? Is it the consistency of finding something 10 out of 10? Or is it if T comes to my crib and I tell him, yo, can you work on this? And he could just find exactly where it is because I'm organized. So it's the same thing. It's like, are like, what's the definition of working hard as an athlete? Cause some people just overdo it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. That he says the organization because in terms of what I was saying about my girlfriend, she looks at me and she's like, "You're like you're never organized. You never have a plan. Everything is just like right. free, free willy, like uh-huh. day in day out. Like you just move per each day." And she's like very organized. She's like she knows everything that she's gonna do during the right. week. Things she's gonna get but, done. Yeah, <clears throat> but by by you saying by someone telling someone else that they're not doing something correctly, you're only going off what you do for sure, mm. right? You can't, you, I can't tell you that you drive a car incorrectly because I'm only using the knowledge that of how I drive. Yes. And then, and then this comes back to what I said to you the other day about, especially in the fitness world, um, everybody's an expert. Everybody's an expert. Yeah. 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 Say that again. Fucking right not good enough or it's that's not perfect or their form isn't exactly perfect yeah and it's like man like there's so many different ways to working out and to getting results and everything also depends on the person working out and what results they want what Mm -hmm. they're looking for so like everybody's always so quick to to throw judgment shade towards certain workouts or Mm -hmm. how somebody does certain things 
And at the end of the day, like, yes, you may be right in certain, certain areas of your critique, but at the end of the day, like mm. there's only certain ex you can only have certain amount of experts in the world on certain topics. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know for sure. Day, it might be just an insecurity about, okay, this person's getting results yeah. from, from something that I didn't think you could get results from. Maybe I never saw results from doing that or the book I read tells me to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's just funny. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody's going to have their own way of looking at things. And right. it just kills me in the, the, I, I find in the fitness industry a lot, like yeah, there's insecurity about people doing things a little differently, what they learned. Oh, or, just, I, yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to use this to, to add, like to dive into to you because bro, I was trying to, I was trying to kind of give a little backstory of like how you came, like how we came to meet each other, your role, like how you got on the team, this and that. Mm -hmm. And I, the fact that you said, yo, like, do you guys think you worked hard? Because yo, your, your story at St. Avex was hard work. That's all like, that's, that's how yeah, I appreciate that. That means a lot, dude. That's how you got on the team. That's how yeah, you, like, you, you carved the role on the team, mm -hmm. right? Like just, work 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 so like let me throw that question back at you and be like where did that come from like how did you develop how did you develop the the, the value of hard work and and what like what has that done for you yeah so like first and foremost i can definitely say uh like it started just being just being like amongst like black kids in my community like um t-bear i believe his name was that was preaching correct do the good stuff like if i had like i had to be good at something like football came naturally so i didn't really work hard at that a lot of my boys played basketballs and i was i sucked at that so i just tried to like continuously do both and then it spiraled down into me looking in the mirror and dropping some habits and putting my body through some things going to western definitely helped me out realizing that like you know getting 50 by carlton in my rookie year like seeing guarding phil scrubs and like you know what I mean? Just all those experiences has brought me to saying like, hey, like people work hard and they have success, you know, and as I got when I got to X, like I was just like, especially when I was just done with football because I aged out, I would um, I was interested in the what, what the coach had on the door. Like I'd say in effects, you know, it was like a work hard, no excuse. We'll we'll get into Western because I think that's an important part. But I like like Saint FX. What describe to Will how you know each other and behind the scenes of David. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, narrow it down to that, eh? You get on the team. What was yeah. Your best? Like like what was your strategy? So basically, like my strategy was just I admired from afar. Like I saw an, an old guy, but you I had to take a I had to walk back across his office because the wall was just crazy. The wall of fame that Coach K has is just historical. So like one day I'm just walking by and I'm like, what? Let me just take four steps back and poke my head in. And then I looked at this, you know, like it's crazy. Not an inch is not an inch left. There's not an inch left in that room. It's so true. It's like one of those, and and I, it's a little different. Like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna interrupt you for a long time, but it's one of those things for for being on recruitment trips. Like, just when you go into that room, you have no idea, right? Mm. So you sit down, and you always sit a key. He makes sure the seats are across from yeah. it, 
And and so you look and you're just looking at this wall and he usually fiddles around for like 30 seconds to a minute. I think he does. And he like opens his drawers or some shit and you're like, man, like I thought we were gonna have a talk and you're just looking at this wall. Uh. Player after player, team after team. And it's the same thing. It's just like, it's so like, man, I want to, I want to be on that wall. It's like, it's like check my resume while, while I get ready. So, yeah, like, you know? I had to say, <laughs> like one of those things when I got there, I was like, it's just, and even yeah. if you go back, you're like, oh my God, like it's, you know? No, man, I, absolutely. Like, yeah, feel free to just jump in. If you piggyback off things, that's a, it's a pod, man. Let's get it. Like, I love that, you know? Okay. And like, just you just see when in that you just see men that have came through and left a legacy men who have done shit men who have listened and like obeyed that whistle men who had to pick up that whistle to save 10 minutes (laughs) 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 no but real real talk though like how i met tristan was crazy i kind of plotted it a little bit you know i I aged out of football so i was like you know what where are the runs at and i keep what does that mean for, for viewers that don't know what, like, I aged out of football? Um, so when you hit 20, they put a new rule in, in CIS football. When you hit 25, you can no longer play. Okay. So, yeah, so then that's what, that's what happened to me, you know? So um, I'm first-year bachelor of ed. Yeah, so you went, when you got to X, it was your first year at, at, of education because you finished your yeah. at Western. Yes, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And I, I like AGL football. Boom. I'm like, okay, it's the off season of football. It's January. We're in Santa Fe, San Diego-ish. I got to stay busy. I know I can play basketball. So let me just, you know, fish out these runs. And then I go to one run and um, thank goodness the Jimmy's right. You know, I did my thing. I remember that day very, very specifically because I had this guy named, um, came from Maryland. What was his name? Akil? Akil was like. Yeah, he, he bumped me in the, in the in the hallway. He's like, "You better come to the next one because I know your shot's not that nice." You know, I just had a good shooting day, thank goodness. And after that, I steamrolled. I started being around the guys. But what I did on purpose is I didn't change in that change room. Like, like I didn't force my way into something in that change room. Meaning that was kind of like my mind. I'm like, I had to earn the respect to go in there with the guys. So I would change in the hallway, whatever next to it, and I would always join the guys. Right want you guys to tell me no stay in here change correct that and then you know who did that for me who i respect a lot is mr provo one day after you know in the off season i'm walking and he's like dude you can change in here now and i was like boom there it is i got the okay from a vet now i can make my way in there so so powerful because i think back to the amount of times where random guys who weren't a part of the team wanted to come run with us and we and we'd kind of be like, yo, bro, like, who are you? Like, and it sounds disrespectful. No, 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 but it's just what it is. Like, it's a family. Like, you're not a part of it. These people and like the team is your family. You don't really <laughs> let just anyone in. You mean like they try to come in the locker room? They would. They would come in the locker room, or they they show up at runs, and we'd be like, yo, like we're trying to run here. Like yeah. we're trying to get better. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're we're working. It's, then, a, it's it's usually it's usually invite only. It's it's not an open <laughs> run, right? It's but not an open run. And just to say, like, I had my, like, my Chucky, my boy, like, the guy, like, I, my friend, right, my good friend, um, I told him, if you're ever at the center and I'm not there and you see b-ball guys around, call me. I'm coming ASAP because I didn't know when the next run was happening. So I had to have, like, eyes and ears in there. My boy Chucky knew my end goal, you know, and so he would hit me up, like, yo, boys are about to run. And I would just zip over and i just walk in and, like, I would be so pumped that I caught a good run. You see what I'm saying? How nice is it to be in Annie Ganesh where you can get a call 
and get to the gym within like five minutes. Oh, man. City and like having traffic yes. and being like, yo, like I'm already, I'm already yeah. like three minutes before getting my shoes and warmed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. Free parking too. That was huge. Yeah, what you got to pay? 15 bucks. Like it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like I, um, I, I, what I did the year before though, like as like also like early January before you guys were into the off season, I, um, I did the stats and I I purposely did the stats for at the table, but you know, that when it works for stats, it's like the person on the right will tell, will tell the stats person, everything that's going on on the far side of the hoop person on the left will do the opposite. So you're talking into the person's ear. So the person who was doing the stats was a, was a person, a girl who was very, you know, talkative and gossip, but I would never entertain that. I wouldn't let her know why I wanted to sit on the right beside Coach K and Anthony and, you know what I mean, was because I wanted to be seen as a coach and I wanted to kind of give him the eye, like, you know, just make eye contact, let him know who I am. Yeah. And, yeah, and then that steam, then I, that fast forward, then I'm in his office and then I go to the runs and then it just kind of starts piling up. And I told myself, like, I can to get on this team. I can work as hard as I can, and like this, this I guess I can work hard, set screens, and box out, and just get, outlet the ball to whoever needs it, and like just run, run the floor. Like I'm, a, I love role players. I think they're underrated, and I find myself to be like a good role player and a good teammate because I feel like I could be a glue guy, you know. Once I'm given the opportunity, you know. You, you were, you were ultimate role player in the fact that you didn't care about the limelight. Like, but, but beyond that, you were so passionate to be a part of the legacy, right? You, you weren't oh, yeah. there to like Friday night, see, let, let these girls see that I'm sitting on a bench with a uniform on. Nah, this like was, this yeah. part of the bench is like, he's a goat. And I want, I want to be a part of that when, like, when I'm older, I can say, yo, I, I played for that coach. Man, what I like right now, I could tell myself I can go to X and I could be at the picture where they enshrined, immortalized that photo of like Coach K's court. Like, I'm on that team. It's, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, ugh, dope. So, this is this is this is interesting because we talked, um, we were talking the other day and I was we were talking about actually, we we're talking to a rugby player from X, Joanna. Joanna, and we, I was asking about the culture around the team, like, what, what were the kind of um. Uh, rituals or or things that they did as a as a as a team to to kind of build culture and build a winning culture and and she talked about how like they're so appreciative of the players of the past like what you said exactly exemplifies like the type of mentality you need in a in a program to to further push it up to the top of the uh -huh. food chain you need somebody that says man i walked in the office and i saw just men that accomplish it that left their legacy that I can look and I can be like, he is somebody like he's somebody that coach K respects enough to put up in his office and look at his face every day. And, and Boom. I was what it is. being like, I don't know if that mentality flowed through the whole team, the teams yeah. that even, even some of my players that I play with, I'm not sure. Like I think some of it did, but I'm not sure because Man, like when I went to X, it was the exact same thing. I was like, man, I'm coming to a program that had Gary Gallimore, you know, mm -hmm. Neil, Randy Noor, um, Neil McDonald. Like you can pretty much name every guy, like no disrespect to anybody I didn't name, um, mm -hmm. name every guy on those teams. And I just looked up to them like, yo, I just want to be able to be on that same level that they're on. Yeah. 
feel the same sort of, you know, mutual respect. That's that it. You, that you're carrying on the legacy in which we left it in mm-hmm. coming in. And you want to make it better too. Of course. Yeah, man. He said that's it. And that's and that's his thing. Like I, I just wanted to be a walk on that like was like that just paved the way for another walk on or whatever. Like I, I I feel like I've left my mark that way. You see what I'm saying? And Unfortunately, I just because I was so much older, I was on my last year of uni. I knew I was going to go into the workforce. I had my other plans. I got to figure out. And I was there. I looking. I looked at some of the faces, you know, in the in the locker room, and some of these guys are were really joking, man. Like they weren't even serious, and they thought they knew everything. Absolutely. And I sat there. I was like, if I had another year, like I, you know, like I would not going to put an if game, but like period. Just you, you. They have to be in the next squad like that when you're in a. And that's the biggest thing. People say five years and sit back and slouch. It, it like if you have players who come in, okay, and understand like what this program is about and truly buy in early, success comes. It doesn't always come. It'll come. It can come quicker. You see what I'm saying? Hundred percent. And and that's what we talked to, to Joe about. And she said like it takes time. And that's why they showed so much respect to the the ones that that you know, built it is because it takes time to build winning culture, winning chemistry, winning uh, values. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you start kind of, when things start changing, then again, if you want to build that back up again, like what you're saying, it takes time. It takes so, time, man. David, I remember you and I were sitting in the, lo- um, in the parking lot in your car and, and you were telling me, you said, bro, like, I forget, I forget what brought it on, but it was the reaction of one of the younger players who said, man, like, I can't stand to see a younger player with this kind of attitude that they have uh, almost like they have unlimited time or that they're, they're not taking the legacy of, of the culture of St. Evex basketball serious. And, mm-hmm. and remember that really upsetting you because um, – you don't think of it that way, and that's not the right way to think. Anyway, I, I just remember telling you, I don't even know if you remember this conversation, but I said, man, David, you can't get upset about someone else not thinking the same way you do. Mm-hmm. You're three to four years older than these guys, meaning you have three to four more yeah. years of experience. Yeah, I remember this now. Right? And so yeah. Like, in some sense, it's not their fault that they think the way they do because they don't, they don't have that experience and they don't understand the way you do. So that's kind of what I, I, I asked Joe the question. I said, no, understand being able to be mature enough to understand that some people don't think the way, the same way that you do. How do you change that? Or, yeah. or, or how do it's you culture, how do you teach someone the it's, importance it's, it's that you leadership? Know. It's, it's, it's leadership, it's culture, it's from the top down and it's, it's people understanding what they're getting themselves into or something. And that's, you know, and I, I, I like, I think my time back and I was going to ask you, like, you were just talking about that. Like, did you, were you vocal or were you kind of like, um, just like, see, cause the way I'm looking at you and your reaction is probably the same way that I would have reacted when I was in my first few years because I was pretty much a walk-on when I started there. You know what I mean? I got recruited, but I didn't get any money. I didn't get any – I was told, like, your spots next year you might not, not be on the team. Yeah. I just like the way that you – the guys like you 
So I love that. Yeah, and here you are stunting on him, bro. Talk to me. So it's, it's the same thing where it's like I didn't feel comfortable saying certain things, and it took me it took me a while to feel comfortable with myself to to then kind of um, be more vocal. But it's that is also in a sense where you're kind of you're not helping other people by not being vocal. You know, and I don't know. Like I'm just asking you, your first. Your, as a walk on, did you feel comfortable to say like, yo, why the fuck are you doing this? You're like you said, <laughs> you know? yeah, like, endless. Yeah. This thing is going to fly by. That's it. It's a finite amount of days with that uniform in that program. And, um, the thing is, is I remember, I remember wanting, um, speaking out and then getting, getting outcasted and it was near the end of the year. It was maybe a mistake, but there was not a lot of cohesion going on at the time. And I kind of spoke out, not really knowing that a coach was nearby. And then it kind of like, it ostracized me in the locker room. And I felt really shitty about it. But I felt like I had put in enough sweat in that gymnasium to be able to be to be able to speak up on it. And it comes down to, I totally agree where you're coming from. It comes down to just being able to look yourself in the mirror and then look another man in the mirror wearing the uniform and just be obedient for, 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 that, for that conversation. I feel like a lot of guys... In, during that time where we were there, uh, and this one thing I really respect about Tristan is that like Tristan would would be able to take bad criticism, bad bad information or whatever it is criticism in a very mature way for his age. You know, he was very he was able to do that. That's why he was a captain during our time. You know, he may not have been a a, a vocal one, but he was still one bridging it with the seniors to the juniors on the team, and. I was I was just someone who said, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna show up on time. I'm just gonna work hard, and just make sure that guys know that if they slip, I'm right there, you know, competing against them, pushing them. So I, I was vocal once. It kind of stung me because some players weren't mature enough to understand where I was coming from, and then it ostracized me in the locker room, and then so that I decided to just be a quiet leader in that way, which is against the grain for me because I'm someone who can be very um, like, expressive. For me, just talking to you right now, I could never picture you like if somebody bugged you, I would just be like, Man, I could see this person laying it out for them and just explain, like, Yo, you're not doing this, this is what you need to do if you don't agree with me. But again, what you said, like, it's 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 immaturity, it's ego, it's Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things behind um players, you know, not being able to take constructive criticism. That would happen where something would upset David, but he wouldn't because because he was mature enough to understand that there is a time and place. He wouldn't he wouldn't approach that person directly if it wasn't the correct the correct time. But he would definitely hold on to that thought and go to someone like myself who he felt comfortable mm-hmm. enough not to go say this, say that, mm-hmm. and then express his and voice his opinion, which I think is which I think is huge. But it is it, it's a leadership thing, but it, it's just coming down to the fact that leadership has a lot to do with maturity mm-hmm. and, and understanding time and place. Yes, yes. But also one thing I learned, shout out to Coach Waterman at St. Effects. He, he came to me and he's like, uh, as a football player, he's like, David, you're too, rea- you're too combative. That's what he said to me. I was too combative when I, was, I wasn't on the field. I was too combative. So it, like my, my, my like competitiveness and, and all that kind of stuff was just misplaced. You know, as an athlete, you have to be able to like, be like, I'm in a classroom. I can be competitive 
with the knowledge I get and how competitive I'm going to be against getting the highest mark in this grade. But I'm not going to go and stand up and be like, you're wrong. This is the answer. You know what I mean? So learning that my first year at football during that year and then coming into basketball, I, that was a big thing I worked on was not being competitive and not, not being reactive when I heard information that I didn't like. So I was just working on my temperament because I'm also trying to become a teacher. You see what I'm saying? So that was why. So I was kind of juggling all those things, all those philosophies in my head and knowing that I was a farthest thing from a captain on that team. You see what I'm saying? So I said to myself, let me be obedient. Let me just put my head down and do exactly what the coach, um, what coaching staff team wants me to do and be. Uh, so all in all, like hopefully the rookies that are there now learn from that, you know, and hopefully it just, you know, that's a trait that just, you know, trickles down into into the program and just keeps keeps growing. You see what I'm saying? I say that because I think it's I think it's really important uh, for team for team cohesiveness um, to to be able to take, you know, advice, not even just criticism. Just listen to a guy that is mate might not be a starter, that might be at the bottom of the food team, that might be, you know, one of the last three guys to get in. Sometimes they are the best at giving advice because they get to watch everything. But a lot of guys have this, it, it's almost as if they feel like they have to like, I'm coming down. I'm not, I'm, he's not on my level. Why would I listen to him? Like he, he can't. And it's like, okay, but is he as athletic as you? Has he been playing basketball as long as you? Has he been like, it's, it's just the ability to listen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I find, especially in the basketball culture that I was in, a lot of guys, um, struggle, struggle listening to people that they might not have, uh, I don't want to say respected, but looked Didn't at see as equal on, on, a, on a skill. Exactly. And that's, and that just to me moves right into society in terms of listening to other people that might not be as rich as you or successful. It's like, it's like dehuman, dehuman, what's the word I'm looking for? Dehuman. Like dehuman. Dehumanization or whatever. Oh, yeah, dehumanization. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much saying like you're like you're not even worth my time. Yet you're still a human. You're you're my equal. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just it's interesting uh, conversation that like that you brought up because I found that's, that's a big thing in sports, and uh, you know that usually leads to leadership in terms of being able to listen to somebody and take that's it. it. Um, I, I want to dive into uh, some some stories of the dungeon. Uh, the way oh, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. This man is <laughs> like yo. How, <laughs> how, but how how did you find playing on a team of guys that nobody liked lifting, or did guys that, like lifting? We yeah. had a we had yeah we had a healthy we had a pretty healthy mix. I think we had a guy we had maybe like seven guys. Daniel. Brandon, you. Uh, Percy. Percy lifted aesthetically, liked though. He only liked it to work to look. Yeah, good. aesthetically. That's right. That's right. It's only like, yeah, which is fine. Like, you lift. look good in the jersey. Walker likes to lift. Um, yeah. Who, who really? Yeah. Oh, Mark. Mark knew. Yo, Mark, Mark knew how to lift. Calisthenics. Calisthenics. You know, he, he could. Stuff. His form, overhead, jerk, mm. he knew everything. And yeah. it was great. Yeah, you have to respect that for sure. Um, I think that was you. Brought, you named you named most of the guys, and yeah. 
And then, like you said, you know, a lot of guys didn't want to buy into the, the head honcho, the coach running everything, which I thought that coach was the best at it because it's what I needed. It was all speed and agility and quick fiber, quick twitch muscles. But a lot of the guys were not buy- – not just – a lot of the athletes of St. FX, the football included, did not agree with his philosophy. However, I loved it. But that's why he eventually went away elsewhere, back back where he came from, back west. But it's tough. Like, how do you please players who – already come in with, oh, this guy's whack, not trusting anything and expecting them to do the lifts. Like, we had really cool Wednesdays. We had really cool, like, integrative, like, warm-ups, man. We were doing some dynamic stuff. Like, it was dope. Yeah. But, like, some guys were just writing it off because, I don't yeah. know. Maybe the- that's that's probably the worst thing you can do is, like, oh, that, does, that doesn't look cool. Like, I, I'm not even going to try it. Or, like, that's stupid. Why... No, like, but, but, like, not even trying it. Why? Why not? No. That's, that's the question. Like, where does it stem from? You know? Where does it come from? Like, like, what's the voice that triggers them to say yes? Like, what, what, where is it? You know, and and is it the right one? Is it the wrong one? But why is it so much of the time the wrong one? Why? um, I remember you telling me stories of, like, the reason you wanted to get into weightlifting and strength training is because when you sit down at the dinner, yeah. Across from your pops, he would just stare at you and be like, boom, and you wanted to go there, shirt off, and just be like, pops, what's up? Yeah, you know, I, that's what I wanted. Now my little brother's doing that to me now. It's it's crazy. So, like, it's this, like, I don't know what it is, but it's just, be- I think it's because the coach that, the special teams coach on the football team um, coached my dad, like, at Ottawa U football. So I got to play for a coach that also coached my dad, and he would just be like, on my case about how my dad would be this beast of a man, a fullback all the time. And then like, and like, I just always like looked up to my dad and was like, yo, I want these shoulders, bro. Like I want these biceps. Like I need this upper body, you know? And it just, and then that just steamrolled into like wanting to put up numbers and wanting to to be part of the thousand man club and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that, that's a weightlifting is, especially for basketball players, it's really good if you do it like with lightweight and a lot of reps, which we were doing. But a lot of players just didn't understand that if you weightlift, you can take the hit on a blocking call and you can finish in the fourth quarter and one. You know what I mean? You won't be hit twice. You'll hit, be hit and finish. You won't get hit and then hit the ground. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, you're great, greatest screen, you're, screen setter. You're, yeah, take heads off. Talking to some guy that was like, you know, 178 pounds in my last year and, and squatting 100 pounds and benching 225 for like six, mm. eight reps, you know? And so for me, I listen to everything that you say, you know, like I was, I was working out with guys that went to the CFL that went to the NFL. Yeah. Like I was getting, I was, I was sprinting. I was not, I wasn't just lifting. And that's, a, that's something that gets often, um, I find gets thrown under the rug. And I used to tell Jay and Tristan all the time, he's like, yes, I'm telling you guys to work out. I'm telling you guys to get stronger, but you still have to go in the gym. You still have to go sprint. You still have to go run. You still have to go work. Mm-hmm. on It's time consuming, but the difference that you'll see from, from that, the start of the summer transitioning into the next year. And then if you keep that going, Jesus, yeah. Once you reach your third, fourth year, you're you're a grown man playing mm-hmm. against children rather than being still aged but the same body. That's so it. You you have the only advantage you have is you might be a little smarter. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. 
way I looked at it because I started playing basketball late. So I was already, I was already way behind in the skill development of things. Like I was athletic. I played a lot of sports, but in terms of like dribbling a basketball my whole life or shooting a basketball, dribbling with my left, I didn't have it. So I looked at, it, I was like, I can go hit the weights and, and get way ahead of all these guys. That's going to yeah. be my, when I match up with them in my third year, in my fourth year, because I know they're not going to do it. This is it, right? That's And that's what I, for, for me, ball is one of those things, like you said, like the strength to be able to finish and not, and not get hit and fall off balance is to me, I'd much rather a player that maybe his verts only 33 inches, but he's, he's still the same size and he's still strong and balanced. So he can take a hit off one foot and finish. He's not yes. over crying on the ground. Yo, that's a foul. Like looking. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Oh, you didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't see that classic classic. And, and to me, I find like for ball, that's one of the big things is that it's, it's not easy though. It's not easy to, to push your body through those days where you lift it hard. And the next day you go, your legs hurt, your core hurts. Trust you gotta, me. Trust you yeah. Push. You know what I mean? But you go do it. And once you start getting the rhythm, you're like, okay, I can, I can fuck with this. Like, yeah, body, man. Your body yeah. And it's just, me, yeah. it's, it's interesting that you guys talk about yeah. that. Like what, what, what is the weight room for you outside of sports though? Like, does that, does that provide you anything? Like you just said, yo, I just hit a workout. Like is fitness a big part of your life. Well, fitness is a massive part of my life. If I don't work out, I have serious mood swings. Just point blank. You can laugh at that all you want. Like I will be set off because I didn't go like, I don't know. I'd be set off on a little thing if my lift was bad or if I didn't lift. That's just because I did it every day. I did something every day. Like, yes, I took my rest days, but I still managed to free my mind in some way. Like I played a lot of street hockey, like growing up more than I played basketball because I, because it was just my neighborhood where I grew up. You know what I mean? So I always was exercising, doing stuff. But, like, now I hit the weight room, and what it means to me is everything. I mean, it's, it's sanity. You know, I go in there, and I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm going there, and I'm okay if I die in there because at least I was doing something. Like, I don't fear that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I, I try to really push myself and just because, like, when I work out, I don't know about you guys, what you guys think about. That's kind of a cool question, follow-up question for you guys. Like, what do you guys think about when you're in the weight room? But what I think about are the people who have died in my life, like people who can't do this no more. Like this middle name that I'm carrying, like no, it's deeper than just, you know, it's crazy. You say that. And I use that a lot, not mainly for, for lifts, but if I'm running and I'm, I'm on a painful run where it's like, there's like, damn, I know I have 15 minutes left. Or if I know I have eight minutes left, which, which is an eternity. I kind of use the fact that I lost <clears throat> close people to me. And I'm like, if they went through that kind of pain, I can go through 15 minutes of this. Boom. Like, it's incomparable. And it, it stresses the importance of perspectives on, on everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, if my mom was able to go through cancer treatments, I can fucking finish a 15-minute run. Straight Thank up. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's funny you that know? I'm not the only one that, that thinks that. It's, it's almost so powerful that I wish other people were able to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not look, not, yeah, not look at it as if, like, well, I just don't want to work out. Like, use something to motivate. Do you, what do you use? Yeah, what do you use, man? I mean, I wouldn't say that I use that all the time. There's definitely days I've been in there with, you know, I've, I've, there's high school guys that I played with 
the university that have lost their life and stuff. Um, I would say it's more so just it's it's kind of ingrained and and I'll never forget like people just telling me like don't go to Saint Avex like you're never gonna play. This is the worst decision you'll ever make. Like Coach K will never play you. My peer is being like, yo, he can't. He can't go, he can't play at that level. Like he shouldn't even be playing in the university. He should be playing like small college. Maybe in his like third or fourth year, he could do that. Like those things will always stick with me to the to the like to the day I'm I'm I die. You know what I mean? And then and then throw on top of that, like just watching my stepdad um like you know, kind of like take my family, like my brothers, my mom under his wing, and then seeing his work ethic, like seeing a man just work. 60 to 75 hours every week like non-stop like just provide 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 go to work so it's just like those two factors and then and then throw in the fact that i'm obsessed with just improving and and seeing seeing accomplishments like there's no better feeling than going to the gym and and um like having this idea like, yo, I'm today's the day I'm going to finally lift 500 pounds off the ground. Mm. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to do it. And when you start doing those like in smaller increments when you're like in university and you, you those feelings that you get of accomplishment, like mm-hmm. the feelings like, man, like I am I'm somebody today. Like I I did something that I didn't know if I could do. And then you're like, That's it. I want that same feeling tomorrow. That's I, it. I want the same feeling the next day. So, you know, it, and that even ties into like some of the stuff I do, like some of the stuff that I'm doing now with like stability balls. Like people are looking at me like, yo, this guy's fucked. Like he's out of his <laughs> mind. How is this even helpful to anything? Mm-hmm. It's more so the challenge. It's the feeling of accomplishing something that I wasn't sure if I could do it or I thought I could do it, but I needed to see the fucking ball go in the hoop. Yeah, you know, I hear that, man. And those same feelings, like people, like it's crazy, like you know, the the day, the it's a funny thing is the day I did, I jumped from ten stability balls in a row and hit a three point shot. Like I had the same high in my head as roommates did, who all got hired on for articling and law for they all got their firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hired for the next. You're pretty much set for life. Yeah all ecstatic right they're all at breakfast mm-hmm. then this guy comes in just like smiling in his head like yo i just i just jumped from 10 stability balls and hit a three in my That's mind crazy. i'm like i'm on the same level as these guys yeah you know and they're looking at like if i say that to them they're looking at me like yo you're crazy which in reality yeah maybe it's not going to get me uh, a law school or like i'm not working for a firm but the same feeling they have that day i have you know you feel accomplished that's just it man and, and that leads to exactly what you're saying. That leads just, it, it helps the, the rest of your day. It helps the rest of your week. It helps yes. the rest of your month. You know what I mean? You yeah, just, man. It's like, okay, maybe I didn't have a great lift today, but I knew I knew last week I still hit that 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 personal best. So I'm, I'm going to take this L today, but yeah. I'm going to go back in there tomorrow, and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to figure out what I didn't do today. Like, I was tired. Yeah, and I yeah whatever, right? But but it still it carries through. So it does. I'm I'm starting to actually realize that I feel guilt, anxiety, like like real talk. If I don't work out that day, yeah. Not, not if it's a rest day, but if it's like I was planning on working out and I didn't. 
Like, I, yeah, I, no, no, yeah. I feel something, I feel bad. But there's people That's that, it. there's people that will say like, you should never like, and, and I think it's people that don't understand the benefits, the mental benefits of working out that, that say that, that say like, well, you shouldn't like, you should never feel guilty for like taking a day off or like, that means you're yeah. just working too hard or something. Cause people will say like, man, you shouldn't feel like that. But it's the people that actually are doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such it. a big part of someone's life. Right? Massive. Say that don't appreciate the gym or fitness and, and health as much as you may. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the gym is so, like just for the mental the mental health aspect of alone. It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic to think that there were men before technology back in Greek doing it all the time actually women as well there's there's actually a lot of cases we show women as well were also powerlifting so i don't mean to leave leave them off that neither you know and i love how you he 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 has this philosophy of of when it comes to diet and how people eat back in the day like back is hunter scavenger they don't they they, survival today is completely different than survival you know 100 200 Two, three hundred, four hundred. Because everyone today, especially <laughs> survival now, is a phone charger. Especially, especially now, especially North America, especially oh. North America. Um, yeah. The 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 habit in which you're instilled with is like, you know, you, I I need breakfast every day. If I don't eat breakfast, like my day's ruined. Like if I don't, yeah. if I don't eat, like if I don't get these sugars in me every day. I'm in a bad mood and stuff. It's like, man, like people, people didn't wake up, you know, four or 500 years ago and just have food in front of them, like waiting. Oh, that's it. They, they, they might've ate at night and then they had to get up and get food again for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, everybody thinks survival is like, is, is I need to, well, it, it, it is part of survival. You know, you want to be educated. You want to have money to, to, to have a roof over your head, to provide for a family to maybe be able to see the, the world. But other than that, survival is actually keeping your body and mind working at a high level. Yes. You know what I mean? So when yes. coronavirus comes around, as we were talking, if you're 50 and 60, you aren't the high risk person because you have really underlying issues because you spent the last 25 years eating out every day at lunch. You know what I mean? Eating out a lot at night, not eating yeah. food. Yeah, and and like you said, uh, it gets it gets it gets swept under the rug. Like people are just like, man, like chill out. Like I'm a, everybody, yo, everybody dies. Like why? Like why are you even talking? Yo, I'm telling you right now, I'm living till 120. Hey, okay. I'm doing it. <laughs> Every day, man. Because yo, okay. So quick thing too is, I love how you said diet because. I went keto and I wish I went keto back when I was in the prime of my athletic career because really? dude, I draw, I, I, I couldn't get down past the 250 mark. Like, I don't know how, when I stopped playing sports, like the, in, the outtake of, I used to do two a days and I went to just one solid 60 minute, right? So then I'm like in this huge conundrum in December, 2019, like pissed, like just, just thinking what the hell can I do? Then I, then I start doing this thing called good foods and I start eating less because you, only could cook for two and not four so you have less to eat whatever maybe one person gets lunch the next day so then uh, yeah it was a food service thing you know i said fuck it let's try it did that for like 
eight weeks and my portions were getting smaller. So I was eating less. So I was realizing I didn't need all the food I used to have before. Then it stumbled and steamrolled into going to keto in January for like seven weeks. Boom. Now I'm just at like 235 and I'm trying to get back to my playing weight at 225. You know, and then, and then now I'm in these home workouts and my diet's kind of hit like a little bit of a turmoil type of, ride you know it's but like then I- you're around it it's not easy because you're around it. i was having a conversation with somebody that uh, a friend of mine who said like i'm really struggling to one work out of home because it's just messed up working from home there's so many distractions doesn't feel normal two i'm 10 steps away from my fridge i usually yeah. don't eat breakfast i usually have a tea and then i'll have lunch but now i just feel like i have to go eat breakfast because it's right there in front of me and mm-hmm. struggling to like kind of make those decisions mm-hmm. and it's it's understandable there's definitely like your whole routine is thrown off yeah so yeah my so i'm just trying to find like right now i told myself coming out of corona i want to be a different man whether it's mentally you know like i, I want to become a firefighter as well so like i'm reading i'm trying to get my az or my dz excuse me so i'm doing that even when the, i won't be able to write it or do it at least i'll be prepared and ready for the next available date but then also physically as well like i'm on the track trying to just beat a time i'm like texting old people who used to do track like yo what's a good 400 meter yo what's a good 200 meter like and then you know so i'm just trying to like come out of this or like you said with this hitting a goal like that high of hey i did it i'm not the same you know what i mean so that's what like in a nutshell answer your question tristan like that's what the gym is to me. It's an opportunity to just like catch a high and, you know, put your body to the limit and, you know, goal set and crush them and let out some energy, you know, like some real energy, like let it out. It's an opportunity to, to set them, like set yourself a mentality that for change, right? Yeah. For change. Like, correct. Better because by making a goal in the gym, it's going to affect all the other areas outside of your life. And just hearing you say, yo, I want to be a different man coming out of corona i think that's yeah it resonates with me like crazy like it, it's it's goal setting but it, it's also like shifting the way you think and shifting yes. your mentality saying like yo i'm gonna do this saying no excuses. saying saying that's it like and, and it's funny you say that because i bought kettlebells thinking like i'm gonna use these and then and then i was like yo nobody has a lot of people don't have kettlebells like yeah there's gonna be a fair amount of people but the vast majority of people so i was like yo like, fuck the kettlebells. I'm not even going to use uh, – if I have to use weight, I'm going to use weight from – like, I'm going to load a suitcase up so that people at home, they can do the same thing. Gotcha. I, same thing. I was like, I'm going to use coronavirus as a way to challenge myself so that when I do go back to the gym, I'm going to see how hard I work. Like, I want to – Boom. I just want to challenge myself to work as hard or harder without having the same – that same comfortable environment to go to like mm-hmm. and, and said and and that's a that's a thing people struggle with is like i'm at home like i can't work out at home it's like man like it's not you can't it's this yeah this is holding yeah. Me and once you can once you can tap into this and and control it then you start realizing like i can do more than just it's it's more than just working out at home Mitt. Now I'm like, I'm telling, I'm telling myself, I'm like, yo, forget my gym membership at Orange Theory. Let me just save that 120. Boom, pocket that. And let me just do my own thing. You know what I mean? Like I work at a high school when schools are back. I'll just put my time in there, use a track there. Like, you know what I mean? Save my money. Just go back to like how I, the hunger I had in high school. No one knows me. Like I got to get somewhere. I want to be recruited. Like that hunger, you know? 
Oh. Just go back to that, like, that mentality. It, it's interesting you say that because to, going back to the first question you asked, like, do you guys think you worked hard before da-da-da? Honestly, it, like, I think I worked harder before going to X. And I think, and I just think, I think it was a comfort thing for me because X was, X is where I grew up, right? X was home. I was there every summer, four years old at the summer Mm -hmm. camp. I kind of got into this with, with Joanna, but X was so comfortable for me that it it let my guard down. I said, okay, I'm here. I know I can play at this level. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not that I didn't feel challenged. felt so comfortable that I was like, all right, I'm good. The reason why I say I work harder, I worked harder in high school was because at 13, I moved away to Vermont. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. It was almost like I had to prove myself to, to make the team there because so when I went there, they showed, they were showing me a little, uh, uh, they did a tour of the campus. Yeah. And, a part of the tour, like the tour guide that was, it was just me and like the headmaster or the assistant headmaster or something. And we, as we would go through the school buildings, we'd pass by the math teacher who was also the JV coach. And this was the first day on campus. They said, oh, Tristan, you need to meet uh, Mr. Green. Mr. Green's the, uh, the, the, J, the head coach for the JV boys team. Oh, Mr. Green, you got a good one here with this, uh, you know, Tristan Ross. He plays basketball, so, like, you got a good a good JV, you know? Be on the lookout for him. And in my head, I was like, JV, like, no disrespect, but, like, I came here to, like, play on the varsity team. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling doubted here. So that, that kind Woo, of – Yeah? Anyway, it turned out I, I, I started as a freshman for the varsity team. So, like, I was oh. all kind of ahead, but – Throughout those four years, it wasn't just to make the varsity team. It wasn't just to be a good player. It wasn't just to be a starter. It was, okay, I'm here. I didn't come all the way to a new country, live on my own as 13, and be at a boarding school where I don't know anyone. Not to be D1. Not yeah. to be yeah. Not to go play for Duke. So so every single day, mm-hmm. it was D1 or bust. D1 or bust. Word. Grind, grind, grind. Mm-hmm older and i started to see reality i had d2 and i had low like i like like high d2 schools whatever i said okay maybe this isn't a reality for me now let's start let's start looking at other uh other options and i always told myself it was no question if i were to go back home to canada for high uh, university it's x because I, i i bled blue and white since i was four years old unreal you know hmm well i think for me once I went to Saint Evex, that that drive and hunger to be to prove everyone and and to make it to the next level, that kind of died off. And so now that I'm at Saint Evex, my guard kind of came down, right? And not to say I didn't work hard at X, but I didn't have that same fire, mm-hmm. right? So when you ask me, did you guys work hard before you before you played university or before you played that high highest level of ball? I think arguably I worked harder before that. Yeah, fair. And it's okay. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why I was never an all-star. Maybe that's why I was a... My best year, arguably, in terms of accolades and resume, blah, 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 was my first year. I was all rookie team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was rookie of the year for the the team at X. Nice. And I think that's because I came from the environment where 
I just worked hard, hard, hard work. Was still transitioning straight, over straight from high school, mm-hmm. and then it died like the down peak? as I went over. Like the peak, like they were talking about. You, kind of? you could arguably say that was the peak. Not that I didn't, I didn't produce or I didn't mm-hmm. play well, and I wasn't still playing at a high level. It's just I wasn't engaged. As engaged. I, I just I, I lost the fire to to prove to mm-hmm. yeah. prove yeah. to myself, right? Yeah. Because at that point, my 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 goals were shifting. My mm-hmm were shifting and in that kind of stuff right so no that's good it's good to self-assess and see that and be honest with yourself you know not go and say the coaching staff you know so that's a, like that's why i know it's a real thing we're talking about right here you know what i mean a lot of people use the quick outs quick, uh-huh. quick outs the quick outs i like that you know 100%. the quick outs yeah man always to me and, <laughs> the quick outs. Especially as somebody that started, you know, at the, the damn bottom, like, you know, you know, you're getting challenged by cross country runners in, in the gym to play one on one as a So when you come from there and then end up like being yeah. a co MVP of the basketball team and, and being mm-hmm. a prime all conference player and then you mm-hmm. hear from guys that you played with like, Oh, this coach like the coach didn't give me a chance or like <sighs> Really, like whether they whether there's some, there's some truth in it or not. At the end of the day, if your priorities weren't the same as mine, like it's really hard for me to like give you give you like a, you're right. Like I'm looking wow. at it, like, and, and okay, like did you do not remember like that I was fucking yeah. you know, bottom of the barrel? Like I was at the I was that guy getting thrown in in the last two minutes when you haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. Like, no. Well said, man. Well said. Thrown around and and no call like literally like the, the starters on the team just clotheslining me and just doc looking at me and we were talking about this today it was like watch me get destroyed and 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 then by the end of when i'm done like me and doc our relationship's crazy like mm. the guy has i have a lot of respect for him he has respect for me there's a lot of love there but in my first year it was really hard to take so like when i see guys complain like oh this coach didn't give me the chance it's like okay well when you were going and going to that res party year three, year four, I was in the gym. I was working hard. When we came back from Boston College, I was in the gym putting up shots. Like I was just doing things that no one else was doing. So when I hear guys say like, "Well, I didn't become this because of the coach," it's an easy way. It's an easy out to to say, right? And you said something to me that was something that I'm using a T Ross man mannerism right here. I love it. I almost forgot you. Lo- I love how you do that. Um, you, 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 um, I swear to God, this, that should be like your post of your podcast. You should be, I haven't seen your mannerism yet because I don't know you that well, but I know T, you gotta be like, it's like tuned in. Are you know, in the photo or something. You guys gotta figure that out. Get someone to sketch it. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you said something measuring with me and it was like, if you do what others will not, one day you'll have what other, some, some things that others cannot have. That kind of proverb or like that kind of saying, you know, if you, if you do what others do not do, you could someday achieve what others will not be able to get or something along those lines. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, shit, man. Like when, like, I just agree with that totally. And then also something to quote what you said, your priorities were not lined up with mine. Boom. End of argument, end of conversation, end of my time. Like you cannot complain to me right now. Yeah. It's, and it's especially like my time there, like, it was, it was really hard for me. Like I talked to Tristan before, like T-Bear was my best friend. Like 
and 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 some of the guys that hung like they, he hung with like I couldn't do like I couldn't do the partying thing my fourth and fifth year for what my goals were so it was like it was difficult to to find guys whose priorities align with mine and it was really like man there was nights where I was uncomfortable where like you know, I make a decision to go go to Boston Pizza with some some football guys and hang with them. Where like, it's all love. Like, but I'm all, in the back of my back of my mind, as much as I know what I'm doing is right for where I want to be, the back of my mind's like, man, like, am I am I am I ruining my relationship right now? Like, are people are the guys gonna look at me like I'm switching up on them because I'm hanging with football guys now on a Friday night, not basketball guys? Yeah. You know. And, and it's, man, it's not easy when you're in that position at that age, but at the end of the day, like, I just, I want it so badly to, to be respected and, and to, to prove everybody wrong at mm. the end of the day and to win. Like I so deeply want to win when I tell you, like, man, I, when my last year was up and we lost, I was, oh, I, it would hurt. It hurt my soul. Like it still hurts me to this day. Like, I don't care about accolades like i exactly what you said about that wall that the just the feeling of walking in through those doors and being in that office and seeing greatness and seeing (laughs) seeing wins i had like that's all i wanted to do i I just wanted to be part of that winning culture and and yeah i was up it hurt like it really hurt it was like yo you you put everything you 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 could have put in and and you didn't Mm -hmm. You didn't get to experience what what a lot of people before you got to experience. You know, and, fuck, and I feel but, that. You know, and it's it's one of those things that probably does still drive me to this day. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm. What can I say to some guy that played in, in 2004 that won AUS championship and went to nationals, or somebody that played and won a national championship? Yeah, I can't say nothing to the person. I might look at them like, yo, but you're not in good shape like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> fucking balls. Who's gonna care about that shit? I don't yeah. care about ten yeah. stability balls. Can you go to national championship and win? Right. And it just—it's one of those things that will drive. That will drive you too, but yeah. Man, David, did did you experience that at all with with because you were pretty close with with quite a few uh, football players? Mm-hmm. Did you experience any kind of like, yo, David, like, what you're you're a basketball player now, or like? Why you, you know, and, and like, I, I want to say confidently, I didn't even, I did not, because a lot of those guys that I actually were playing football, like, there was a lot of good, good dudes in there who, who, who understood, uh, who understood themselves and weren't um, easily persuaded by who hung out with who. And the ones who um, were kind of small minded and, and cared about clicks and, and clout, if you will, uh, they didn't play. So, it was like that was not even a factor. You see what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm kind of someone who beats the rhythm of their own drum anyway. So if you don't, um, if you don't agree with the way what I do, um, I have no problem like just not giving you that time of day, really respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's also because I was also in a different headspace when I was there. So guys also looked at me differently, and they knew. A hundred percent, and I yeah. think that uh, also explains a little bit. Um, like you know me, Bercy and Cam at, at three, four, six Main. It's, it's a Friday night. It's a Saturday night. We're we're not going. We're not not going out in the yeah. office or or after a win, right? Like mm. we're we love that. Yeah. For you, you 
saying you were in a different headspace, there were times where we were like, oh, David, yo, reach, reach, reach. Like, we're going out. We're like, what yeah. you like, you're like, mm. even at the end of the year, when it was the last day of exams and there was a big day party, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what's good? Like, reach, like, yo, come turn up. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you were kind of like, kind of explain the reasoning for, for yeah. Is that because you went to undergrad at Western and you kind of got that out of your system or what? That's precisely it. Like, I'll be very honest with you. Like, I put my body through the ringer. Like, I'm very – I pat myself on the back for what I did. I was very in-the-moment kind of athlete, you know. Like, I – it was time to work hard. I gave it everything I got, whether I had two boiled eggs in my stomach or freaking leftover pizza or smokes poutine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really did go in, uh, if you will. Um, I was able to party five out of seven nights, like no joking. I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be like, um, obligerant five out of seven nights by any means, but I would have definitely had more than four drinks on average. You see what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe the Thursday I'd go all in or something or the Monday I'd go all in, but it was the social, it was the thing to do. It was an expensive place. Western one. It was, yeah, that's cause that's what you did. Like you did the pre-drink. Yes. There was house parties. People stayed back, but the big, Hurrah was the Richmond Row and the seven different options you can go to. So, like, that's – you know what I mean? Like, you had to have nice clothes. Like, if you certain nights you go to certain spots, you better have a designer shirt or a logo on the shirt. Like, don't 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 come – don't go there if you don't have that. You see what I'm saying? Where, where the, the release of top Canada party schools came out, St. Yvesse is at the top. And you're someone – who is at St. of X when this comes out, who just spent four years at Western, you're like, bro, come on. It's yeah. not even close. It's not. It's Western not. Western is not real. Yeah. Like, it, it, the thing is, is it's there's you guys are a big fish in a small pond. You see what I'm saying? Kind of feel that's what it is. And at, at, at like, Western, man, like, when I tell you, the promotions are crazy. Like, people promote something. There's Sunday night DJs. Like, what? You see what I'm saying? Like, St. Effects, it's ghost town on a Sunday. Like, no one's even thinking of doing anything. So, being in that environment, did you see athletes come in, crash, and burn often? Like, is that a, is that a normal thing at Western for, like... I would say I saw some athletes come, crash, and burn, but it wouldn't be um, super quick. It wouldn't be in their first year. It'd be, like, in their second year. Maybe. They would stagnate, and they would get frustrated, and then they would say, no more. You didn't use, yes, you saw the one and done's I'm gone, gradu graduate in December. Like I'm not coming back for second semester. You would see that, but you, there's a lot of studs on the football team, a lot of studs on the b-ball team the, and the hockey team that would be partying and getting after it uh, and getting AUS or excuse me, not AUS, um, OUA accolades. Like I, that's why, and that's what it was like Western for some reason, the culture is work hard, party hard. Like it's the same. There's no relax on either end, you know? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really do it. I couldn't, me, like, you listen, you guys talk about it. Like, my last year, my last two years, especially my last year, like, I wasn't out at all. Like, barely anything. Like, I was just never out. Locked. And then yeah, I was locked You're in. Locked I was in. just locked into everything. My diet, like, I was eating, like, you know, I was bringing, I was bringing food on the bus on road trips. I love like, that. Chicken. And like avocado or something. And mm -hmm. like, I was just like, I don't want to eat Tim's. I don't want to eat McDonald's, you know? I don't eat Wendy's. Yeah. Even, even, even though my, yeah, I'd eat the pregame meal. I'd eat, I'd eat 
man, one thing about me is like Bear, Bear can co-sign on this. He never ate breakfast. The guy could not eat breakfast. I don't know why. So like, you know, we'd usually eat at like 10, yeah, like 11 or something, especially if we're playing later in the day, like on, on tournaments. Yeah. 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 I, my meal, and then I'd eat Bear's meal every single time. Wow. Wow. See, I'm the complete opposite. I, I can't I really have anything in my stomach when it's game time. So if I eat any time after four hours prior, I'm going to feel that it's going to affect me. Mm. Word. That was that, – for me, that was just – that was on road – that was like – that was a lot before. But like getting back, like that's the type of stuff I was doing that like – that was unheard of really pretty much at, at that time. Like, nutrition wasn't really pushed too, too That's hard. what I'm saying. Like, who influenced you to do that? Like, where did that come from, man? It was, it was, it was my last two years, the, the, the summers, and what, what I was doing, transitioning to, and, and seeing the benefits. Like, seeing – I was pretty much on a gluten-free diet my last – especially, like, the summer of my last year. I would still have pizza sometimes. Like, I would mm-hmm. eat calories. So, Kenny's. But I just I saw like when I lost like when I lost weight and I was but I was still working out as hard. I wasn't getting like necessarily like way stronger than I could have if I was entering a lot of calories like a power lifter. Mm-hmm. But like the speed, the quickness was was there. So I was like, man, I don't want to lose this. Like I want to maintain this through the whole year. I got to keep eating clean. Nice. And, and it and it it really like I saw the benefits. It was insane. Like I was dunking off one foot. I was dunking off Ooh. two feet last year. And this is a guy that when he came in his first year, you know, I might be able to grab the rim or get her up around there. But like to really like consistently practice after practice, like go in and dunk, like get a dunk yeah. in, or go in the summers here, dunk on like most of the nets. Like that was unheard of for me. So I was like, this is something. Um, yeah, is going to be a big part of my life following basketball because I saw. I saw what it did for me. I saw the, the energy just like waking up in the mornings and not feeling mm. like sluggish. Like I could just get up and I'd feel like I was ready to go pump out like 225 for like eight reps or six reps. Ooh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you see that. But like you guys said, like when I finished, I went nuts. Right. I was I was I, when I finished. I had a girlfriend a little bit like on and off throughout university, my third to my third to fifth year. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That right, and then like what you guys are talking about that that you know that I'm I'm going out four nights, maybe five. I was doing that like consistently mm-hmm. for a year or two, and like you know it's just something I didn't I didn't really experience too much at X. I did a little bit in my first mm-hmm. years, but then I really transitioned to trying to cut that out, and yeah. I. You know what I mean? But it's so interesting how, like, as humans, as as people, like, we go through those phases unless, like, I don't know, like, unless, like, religion has a strong hold on who you are. If you're not, mm-hmm. like, you really do go, like, that's something that's, like, you learn a lot about yourself, about. Oh, yeah. You know, and, like, sleeping, that's the thing. Sleeping through shit, like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Making poor decisions, feeling embarrassed. Oh, man. <laughs> Kissing somebody at a at a bar in front of hundreds of people, waking up the next day like, yo, you know you were you know you were making out with, and you're looking at them like, no, I wasn't like that. Never I know, like, yo, you're Jeez. crazy, crazy, and, like, and then somebody else comes in, they're like, nah, like, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, that was you. <laughs> you know, you just... <laughs> everyone's been there, and you need to be humbled on those, you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Before we wrap up, I, I kind of want to... Uh, you mentioned you want to become... A, you're, like, wanted, wanting to become a firefighter. Yeah. Just tell us, tell us, like, where did where did that desire come from, and, and how okay. it, how has that been? All right, so the reason why I told you guys, because I, you know, I trust you guys, your ex family and stuff, but I hold that really close to my heart. You know what I mean? So, okay. if you you can edit this part out or you can take snippets, but like, um, this is something that like I put in the atmosphere to people that I care about because if I put it in the atmosphere, I gotta go get it, I gotta go do it, or else I'm just exactly. a liar. You see what I'm saying? You guys could hold me accountable, you know? Yeah, I remember you so, telling. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, there you go. So my plan is to be a two-income, you know, come get, grab income from two professions. You see what I'm saying? And these are professions that are highly involved in the community because just to piggyback off of what uh, I believe gentleman's T-Bear, I never met him, but I seen him on the clip. I want to be a black person in a community where it's like you can look up to him and not have to look up to people in the media. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's powerful, if that's all BS or whatever. But that's what I believe in because when I grew up, I was that different dude who skateboarded, who I was that different dude. I told you, I, I got moved out of Etobicoke when I was like six, seven, because my dad was like, yo, the friends you're hanging out with, I don't even want you hanging out with them no more. Like, this is crazy, you know? So he moved me up to Barrie. Socioeconomic status was all white middle class. I went to a high school that was in elementary school, whatever, like money, you know what I mean? I got vouchers from the from the principal to like get clothes for me and my brothers, like for, for uniforms and shit, like whatever. So... I majority really, really white. Like, what would be? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe four or five black people in the whole high school. Not even a Spanish kid. Uh, Maybe a couple of Chinese kids, but not even an Asian. Like, crazy, right? And we drew from, like, suburbs areas, you know what I'm saying? Buses and all the nicest vehicles in the room were all, or excuse me, in the parking lot were all the kids' parents. Teachers weren't even pushing them. You see what I'm saying? So just, and also I lived, I lived like two blocks over from a fire station in my room when I was a kid, I could like hear them in the middle of the night, I could see them pull them out and stuff, had a wicked view. And um, I said to myself, yup, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like one of them guys. Like I'm going to be in that truck. I'm going to be a leader in that truck in that hall. And um, so what I've done so far, like I went to Texas A&M, I did like an online thing, like three months online, 24 days there. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, four, four, four thirty a.m. up, 5 a.m. running class all day, writing tests, can't fail, nothing, you know? Um, and, like, a lot of those chiefs there were like, David, like, you'd be on my on my crew for sure. And, like, they gave me the nod. So after that, it just spiraled into, like, getting, coming back to Ontario and getting all my accolades. So uh, after I get this, after I get this DZ, I'm two out of three qualifications before I can apply. And I'm yeah. right there. Like, I'm right there. It's cost me a lot. Um, I've, like, my social circle has diminished, has been smaller. Sure. Um, my focus is very narrow, you know, like I am, I, I'm a teacher and also I want to be a firefighter so I can teach and supply on the side. Um, and just, in, you know, coach basketball on the side. And then if I'm a firefighter, I can impact the community in another way as well. So that's like the ultimate goal, man. And I'm like, I'm not stopping. I'm not getting into any serious other commitments, um, till I'm, till I'm there. You see what I'm saying? Like, just, I just need, I just need that, that, uh, just that, that to finish that goal, man, before I just go and make new ones. I just need to crush that one. And I'm like, I'm close. You, so, did. you know, yeah, yeah. So that's that's like, that's the focus right now. I'm just, everything, my diet is another thing. I'm trying, like you said, like I went keto. I tried it. I think it works with my body type. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
and so that's just what it is, man. Um, did you ever find like, was there any struggle in terms of like you, you, I don't know. You probably heard that you heard the bear T bear clip where he talks about culture separate mm-hmm. from, from race. Did, did you ever find like playing sports, like at a higher level, like the guys ever try to call you out because maybe the cultures in which you grew up around didn't maybe, um, Align with, align with the cultures that might be from different environments where you said your dad took you out over something yeah like so absolutely man absolutely so what happened when i went to western i would spend summers at western that's where i really got in good shape right and then i come back and try to say what up and being runs with, with my other my some of my other boys and that i'd be very honest with you guys like i was cooking them like i was my shot was just right that's why like yeah i've been putting you know what i mean i was just i was way better and i was cooking them and they get really angry you see what i'm saying and then they'd be like yo whatever man like they would say they're my speech because i really try to i don't like to use slang i really don't i i really try to speak professionally and properly twofold one because I did interviews once for high school kids, like on the side business I have, and a lot of them are slouching and saying, yeah, nah. And then I pulled myself together and I said, wow, that wouldn't have been me if I keep using this slang. I don't know when I could filter it on and off. So I, I came back home from, from Western, hooping with my boys, and I wouldn't be using any slang. And like, yo, started feeling the disconnect. They started calling me whitewashed and stuff. And... After that, I was just like, that's like that, that, that concept, that idea is just so gross. It's so like, what does that even mean? And I don't really know if you guys want me to unpack that, but like, it just oh, I essentially, do. I do. I do because, essentially, no, no, go, 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 go. Essentially what I think it means, how I'm interpreting that is that black people have this narrative that they must follow that this ancient type of systematic as well as maybe in your face racism says that black people will do this and this and that and will wear this and this and that and should act this and this and this way and black people feeling you're feeling empowered by that and thinking that you need to do that because that's how you're it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy essentially if you believe exactly what that narrative is then you will just keep yourself below um your goals that you ultimately want you will be attacking taking the quick outs like i didn't hire me because i'm black yo Right. No, he didn't hire you because your speech most likely affected and gave off this vibe that you were uneducated. What, what would, what if somebody said like, I'm, that's not how I feel, but what if somebody said, well, like, that's just like, they just want our, our way of like our speech or our, our slang or, or like the way we communicate to be done. So we talk only like them, you know? And, and what I would say to that is like, is that a progressive way of thinking? Hmm. That's what I ask myself. Like, is that a progressive way of thinking? You know, and I'm not talking about your dialect. Maybe your dialect is different because of the area you grew up in. You can definitely keep that. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. Is your the English language? It's a language. Like, I don't. If it's not in the dictionary, it's made up. It's fabricated. The business world does not fabricate words. You know what I mean? It's just how I see things. It's like, you know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. I feel like if you want to be progressive. If you want to, you know what I mean, get to places you got to get to, like you got to play the, you got to play the game, man. And, and and again, this by us having this conversation isn't saying like this is the correct way or anything. This is just like kind of our views, and I almost don't even feel equipped enough to even not engage in this conversation. But because I don't, I don't feel like I have a big enough 
uh, stance or or perspective. Like this is a huge topic because like Massive. again going back to like changing a basketball culture, this is talking about changing society's culture, right? And, and I don't like I don't know if I have a strong enough uh, uh, position in in this to even say what I believe or like maybe I just haven't thought about it enough. I, I mean, it, it, it's it, it really like uh, stood out to me because Shan, Shanika, my girlfriend, always the other day, like I, I sent her a text like, you doing? And she was like, what, like, what are you saying to me right now? And I was like, man, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just cut some words. She's like, can't you just use like proper like English? Like, can't you put a sentence together? And I was and in my head, I'm like, man, I'm just being like, it's just text between us. But it goes into what you're saying where it's like, can you start? Can you really sh turn it on and turn it off? Like, can you, can you write email without writing? What are you saying? Or like, you like, you know what I mean? And those are just things that like, it's 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 like, it's constructive criticism. Like, you know, when I when she said to me, like your first your first reaction is like kind of like you close up a bit. You're like, I wasn't mean it like that. But then when you actually hear what she, they're saying, what she's saying, what you're saying is like, there's a reason to it. But you're, you're building you're building habits. You're understanding yeah, for sure. You're, you're understanding what what is expected of you when you go meet with somebody, and and it's to me it's like what you should. Yes, you don't have to say necessarily say like I'm not going to speak to a friend like that. Maybe at a like Christmas when we're drinking, like about to eat turkey or something. But if if you're trying to get into the world and try to try to have a position right. that's that's actually kind of like. Somebody, when you're talking to somebody, you can be like, this is my job. This is what I do. Uh -huh. You have to be able to have that skill. This, 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 and sorry to cut you off, but this, like, there's going to be people out there with the view that why, why do I need to change who I am for yeah. this? I'm still, I'm still professional. I'm still exceptional at what I do. I might just speak a little different. I can still write, mm -hmm. write an email the same, but when you talk to me. But yeah. And again, this isn't my, my perspective, but I, like, I think the reason I'm struggling to like, state my view is because I'm thinking of how many different people think and, mm -hmm. and how many different people may think like some, somebody might be here listening to us talk and be like, who are you to say that what, how I speak is incorrect. Or yeah. I yeah, absolutely. And this is just, this is just me. Like this is just be me, like me being who I am. Like this is my experiences. I've lost jobs and opportunities because of like, and where I grew up and how I grew up and what I choose to like do and the the Afro beats that I listen to and things of that nature. Like I've lost friends and, and, and been looked at differently. I've experienced a lot of things. And, but I went and got an education where people who are, who have doctorates didn't use slang to talk to me. People that I was around didn't use slang to talk to me. Yeah. It might've been a predominantly white, um, uh, campus when I got there, predominantly white team when I got there. But then guess what? I went to play football. There's more black people around there. Yeah, they're using some slang, but at the same time, they're still getting an English ed education. I still met some some black people that are there still using the proper English language. I was just surrounded on a campus in a nucleus in a community where you spoke prop you spoke proper English just because of the books and the things you were reading from people and things like that. So it, it's one of those things that rubbed off of me. You see what I'm saying? But then people come and try to call me whitewash. It's like, yo, my man, like I'm still having plantain and yams on my plate. I'm still having, I'm still having chicken fried rice on my plate. I'm still eating the jerk chicken on my plate. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm still, part of me is Haitian. Like, I'm still speaking like some Haitian slang with my moms and stuff. It's just, I understand 
that the things I'm chasing and where I'm chasing and where I'm living might be in a conservative political area. So I'm trying to play the game. I'm trying to get a piece of the pie. I'm trying to be trusted in the way because why am I trying to be trusted? Because everything that they're seeing on television or like on the media, this world star hip hop shit ain't painting a nice picture for where they're living. You see them, their community may not have that many black people in it, but the thing is, is so then they're just going to expect those things from me. That says more about them than it does about me, but I know who I am, but I know that I can step in there and be myself by just using the education that I learned. You see what I'm saying? doesn't mean that I'm throwing the culture to the side or anything like that. No, you know what I'm saying? No way. But it's just like, that says more about the others than it does me. I just know who I am. That just goes back to the fact that somebody else telling someone else, someone else what's the correct way, right? Like, just because, like, someone calling you whitewashed is only a reflection of the perspective that they have in their outlook. That's what I'm saying. Seeing where you came from or your desire for goals in, in, in life. They just refuse to, essentially. Yeah. Evolve. Yeah. Evolve or, or, or listen. It's, listen. Yeah, listening is so key, man. That's why these, crazy. That's why this is so important because, well, like when, for example, like when those first like people started calling, saying stuff like, "Yo, you're different," like, "You're whitewash," or how did you react? Were you angry? Did 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 you want to fight, or were you just like, "How did?" Yeah, funny you ask. So I've only gotten in like a couple like racial fights, but when I was very young, but like they didn't amount to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but then my go home, limping, like fist hurts, face hurts. You know what I mean? Um, and my father would just in passing say, are you going to fight everybody in this world? Like, are you going to fight everybody physically in this world that just like feels differently? And I just sat there and I was like, that was that was like my punishment. That was my chat, and I went on to live my life differently from those from that like those conversations after that. Such a powerful question because he's like, basically, what he's saying is like, this isn't going to stop for you. <laughs> you know, you're going to continue, and not just racially. You're going to continue to face like things that make you mad and things that like you question why is this happening. And, and man, such a powerful perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And education, sorry to cut you off. Education is the best equalizer. So it, it, it why, like why? being, the, you know what I'm saying. So it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't. If you can, if you can properly explain yourself to someone who you do not know correctly without using using the appropriate language, if you will, you are more likely, regardless of your first name or last name on a resume, you are more likely to get a second interview. You are more likely to be and show that you are personable. Mm. Personable is huge. So, like, I don't know. I don't want, and like, I don't want people to view this and be like, yo, Dave, you're a sellout and all that kind of crap and say these things. But, man, this is like the experience that I grew up in. You know what I mean? This this is the knowledge that you have learned because of these things. That's it. That's it. Like, did I, I didn't, I don't think I changed. I think I just evolved. I went to a spot that like had rich and rich education. I took my first black course at the university of Western in a basement with only 30 seats. So they didn't even give us a huge auditorium. There's a problem there. Anyways, side story, but like, yo, that's where I had my first black course taught by a white woman. She did a great job. 
Okay. Uh, this high school that I went to didn't even learn about anything that happened in Nova Scotia with residential area. I didn't know about any of that. So I got to my, what is it? Sixth year of, 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 of postgraduate school. Like I had to go to different places. I had to visit Africville to, to learn about it. My uncle's like, yo, when you go out there, you hit up Africville and you spend the day out there. Mm. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, so I have involved with the places that I've been to. So if people, you can show this clip, but if people feel some type of way about me, just hold your judgment. Nice one. People always are always uh, quick to judge. You know what I mean? Very, very quick to judge just on, on hearing that portion of a conversation. You know what I mean? Rather than get to know somebody or actually, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's, that's partly TV and media's fault in terms of how they polarize uh, issues. and. Wow, polarize, yeah. And and it's just so easy to jump in and like I hate that person. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake yeah. news, like just like it's so easy, right? It's, yeah, it's so it. easy. Take, take take a second before you you know before you want to tell me who I am and, and mm -hmm. my thoughts are. And that's another thing I I it, it bugs me, but it's really interesting to say that your uncle was like go check Africville. It's yeah, it's like. A lot of a lot of a lot of Ontario kids that come to Anaganish that are um, not like not white, typically I I wouldn't say they know much about Africa yet. It's it's even even residential schools as well. Like, come on, like that's even a different beast in itself. Not to like I'm not saying what Africa what, what happened to Africa is different. Yeah, we're not we're not comparing. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But it's that both of them like it's just interesting that your uncle like was like yo you got to check that out and and learn a bit about it. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. he he and that's an uncle I look up to the most. You know what I mean? Um, he's a, he's a police officer with uh, like with the CN section out there, and like, um, and uh, he he's um, you know, he went to he went to BC with a thousand dollars in his pocket, and then he now he owns like a million dollar home on the on the back end of like a golf course with a beautiful wife and like his two my two cousins, and he he's he he grows up in a west in a western he grows up in a western type of like um, political area, right? Like BC that area, so. He's um, very knowledgeable about things and political views and stuff, and he just always putting in his two cents in my life and letting me know what I should check out, what should I be educated on. And I make no mistake of giving him a video call when I was in Africville and I was checking checking out the life protesters and you know having a meal down there at my boy um, Adams um, out there. His last name's Adams. His family, one of the last homes in Africville. I ate in that home, stayed in that home. And it meant a lot to just be there, you know, and listen to the mom who have who still are going through cases and about in the courts about you know retributions and it's crazy, man. Like it's nuts. Um, yeah. It, and even when we're just on that topic, like it it was really for me, it was really interesting. Uh, not interesting, but like kind of like a slap in the face, like a like wake up, like when I was watching a video of like the old like sixties or seventies politicians. And I was like, in my head, I swear the the like one of the main, like the mayor, like somebody that was making all these decisions was like one of my friends, like grandfathers or something. And in my head, I'm like, yo, like, I wonder if their dad like is like knows and is kind of thinks this way. And it's like, and they were really like, they were a really wealthy family. They're always really nice to me, but it was also like, even now when I've like seen them in, around the city, like it's, I don't know. Like, it's like one of those things that you question yourself. You're like, was I just like blind to the fact that like, me, like you don't like, they never showed in terms of like, in terms mm -hmm. of in front of me, 
but it's just one of those questions you have. You're like, I mean, typically things do get passed down through generation on top of generation. But I mean, again, not judging. I'm not jumping to judgment, but yeah, it's correct. You know, so yeah, it was like, man, like I could be in a, I can be sitting in a classroom. One of my best friends' fathers could have been one of these like ultra racists that tore down Africa, right? And here yeah. I am to his house every day, you know, socializing. Yeah, am I like? Does that make me a shitty person? Like, like knowing? You know, it's, yeah, it's tough. tough. It's a tough thing to 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 weigh on yourself mentally, especially if you believe in equality, especially if you have friends that don't look like you, that don't speak like you, yeah. black, whether they're shit like that, like, believe me, man. And I was, I was in like, I'm in an interracial relationship, which is a conversation for another day. But understand this when I was growing up, the stanky looks I got, you see what I'm saying? Well, I, Just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really, um, that's an important topic too, maybe for another day, but like, I'll just get mm-hmm. like me, me growing up as a white guy, I've had white girlfriends. I've had black girls right now. I date a black girl before her. I dated a black girl before that. I dated a white girl, but even just touching on that, it's like so many people have come out to me like, Oh, you only like black girls. Oh, you only like, and, and it's like, man, why is it is that is that why i'm dating Shika? like i just only like the visual aspect of her like is she just yeah, like man. is she just dull? you know what i mean you know? and it, it ha- it's happened so much my whole like since i started dating black girl up uh, to you know a black girl it's sure it, and it's it's been consistent and it's like and i like always laugh and look at people like yo yeah like, i laugh it off but in the back of my head i'm like it's disrespectful like it's just sad it, it's thank sad you thank you no, you gotta go poo? Hold on, one sec. My dog has to go shit. One sec. Come on, Kobe. Let's go. I, I, what are they benefiting? I don't, I really don't know. And it's. Are they just trying to tell you that this is like. Trying to tell how it feels? I, I don't know. I, I, feel? I honestly don't know what the comment means. Because yeah, I know. Are you, are you mad that I'm dating? Is it uh-huh. wrong that I'm dating a black girl? Is it wrong that I'm in an interracial relationship? You know, is am I obsessed with like you know <laughs> just like how do you the even questions? Take yeah, the questions are endless with that it one. Always, yeah, it always fascinates me why people feel the need to tell somebody like a negative thought that they have about them. Like what I just like what are you gaining? What 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 is that person going to gain from you? Like yeah, thanks, thanks for telling me that. Like, it, it, yeah, it comes it comes down to socialization. It comes down to their where they came from. So it just back to the point that we brought, right? With like being black. Like I'm sure you got I'm sure you got it a lot playing playing you guys playing um white guys playing basketball. You guys have to be shooters. Well, they're like you're something like you know what I mean. There's just these narratives that are painted because of who you are or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We we were talking about culture, and even Tristan said like the other day. David, story. David, I was in the pub. We, we were talking about culture, right? And how, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and how, like, basketball has a uh, predominantly black culture, hip-hop, like, mm-hmm. basketball, you know, like, you know, what comes with the sport, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's getting much, much more, what? International. Graded, but, it's, like... It is, but, I mean, even still, like, you look on, like, if you go to, like, instagram and you look at like the nba page or you look at like overtime sports like all the it's it's predominant like what you see is 
usually like you're not black culture not, but like but the music that's usually in yeah. like videos is like a, a new like hip hop song drake or, or somebody right yeah. Oh, right yeah yeah okay okay yeah David, you're you're exactly right. I was telling Will the story that I was at X, and by me playing on the basketball team, which is predominantly black players, I've had I've had many occasions. In one in particular, where I had a girl, we were dancing in, inside the pub, and she goes, "Oh my God, you're so ghetto." Boom! I knew the story. I was waiting for you to say. It. I know it. I remember you telling me that, and I did no. not. I ostracized that girl that said that to you. I have never talked to her since and I heard you tell me say not that. Not the fact that it's that it's uh, disrespectful, or I take that as a disrespectful way, but it's just like. Well, get, you should. Like, like, That's kind of white privilege in a sense, or. I'm I'm just Ooh. I'm just saying the fact that that for you to to associate basketball with the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Just shows your lack of 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 education in in cultures for like, lack like, of you know what i mean like for, for her to say like, i was waiting for somebody to do that one for, for, for you to <laughs> say ghetto. anyone anyone using ghetto to associate anything with is usually there's something oh, together in their mind and let, it just made know, it real for me to, to you know you know think a certain way and obviously i i've had the benefit of, of growing up within a culture that's that's allowed me to, to broaden my perspective on people in general. Some of my closest friends, I have brothers that, that are black. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's been a benefit to me that I don't, I don't judge people on the color of their skin. But it's just sad. That, that, was a, that was a particular moment that stuck with me where it made me realize that some people do. Mm -hmm. it, it's just... It's yeah. Touch, it's touching on, on what kind of what Bear and what um, David said about like culture is separate from what you look like you know skate there's the skateboarding culture you know that's right that you're white because you skateboard yeah. you know because i listen to rap or or hip-hop doesn't mean i'm black it means i like the music i like what the culture is and and there's like bear said there's a disconnect in society that you know yeah. it, it puts both together mm. yeah all, it's way too much and and it causes so much confusion mm. between you know if people don't hear these conversations if you're young and you don't understand what what that means you know mm -hmm. um i don't know if there's anything else you want to you want to make sure we touch on i i want to know when you when did you know that like did you always know you were going to be a teacher like what like is that what you went to western for like when did school like was school always on your plate or did was because for me like Ball always came, like, I know it, you don't say this, but I'm just being honest. Like, ball came first for me, like, from the day I stepped in there. And slowly, kind of, like, as I matured, we talked to Joanne about this. Like, as I matured, that's when I started realizing, like, yo, like, you you got to figure out what, like, what you're going to do in life, what you're going to do, like, what you're going to declare as a major. Like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. you no, know, right away, like, boom. I'm, I know what I'm doing when I get to school, like. Yes. It was it was tough. It was like I knew I wanted to be around the boys for as long as I could. You know what I mean? I wanted to get after it every day. I wanted to be a dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then it came to like being fifth year university, and I was literally like, um, I literally was telling myself, "Man, my bad. My puppy here is digging this hole that like, he can't be digging. Just give me two right. ten seconds." Go get him. Go get him. Colby. Colby, come here. Come here, Colby. Good boy. Good boy. I just want to know. Like, good boy. That's a good know? question. 
You want to say hi to everybody? You want to say hi? What's going on? Huh? Huh? This is Kobe quick. Let me Kobe. see if I can show you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Named after Golden, the yeah, that's just it. Golden Doodle, man. There's He's one, just going wild right now. There's one uh, There's one actually in the opposite yard that always, every, if I go outside at night, it burns yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, this guy's been chewing wires and don't chew that. Yeah, and going off right now. Yeah, I, I think he wants down. Say what up to Tristan. Oh, there goes my phone. There he is, Colby. That's a cute dog, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I got him down, though. All right, Colby, here. Oh, oh man, he's been, a, he's been a handful. All right, so, yeah, just a recap on your question like um yeah so education was huge in my family my dad my dad has his masters you know what i mean so the standard was pretty high to start for sure you know so like uh yeah this is crazy i just have to make sure this case goes on nice but yeah so there was just a big a big big standard had to be there we had, and i had to go to school and um, I didn't know I wanted to become a teacher, but I knew I wanted to be in a place where I could, like, positive influence, like, the next generation of and give back, you know, because my high school coach gave a lot and my rep coach gave a lot. So that was just kind of where it went. And then after that, my roommate was just, like, one day, you know, just, just like, strolling past my room at Western, our apartment, shirt off, just flexing. You know, like after a lift, about to get some food from the kitchen. And he just like putting his hand, rocking his hands back and forth. And uh, kind of like this here. Just going second. Let me just, if I get this set up back up, Kobe knocked it over. He was doing this, just like this, Dang. walking by my room, no shirt. And he goes, I think I'm going to go to X, play football, and become a teacher, man. Oh my God. Getting too hyped right here. <laughs> Dave, your shit together, bro. I know. Anyways, but yeah, so he did that, and he yelled it, and I said, yo, I'm coming with you. I'm not done being an athlete. I'm not done being in school. I want to learn. I want to be progressive. And um, yeah, I ended up just uh, following out to Santa Fex, and it worked out. You guys hopped in a car and just pulled up. The original plan was to carpool, and then I um, ended up taking the third vehicle like in, at, our, at our place, and I just we just followed each other up, man. We linked up in Montreal at my one boy, other other boy's place, and we just drove drove from Ontario to Nova Scotia. Just a split, like a, just a, I'm going to X to do education, and you just, I'm doing it too. Yeah, just like that. Just bang. That's it. That's so interesting. Yeah. I feel like some people think it's, it's just like goes to show that not everything is, like you can't plan everything no. in life. No, like, no. I mean, people can maybe, but... Yeah. Just a lot of things just happen, boom, like That's it, man. And it just good friends though. If I I wasn't living with the partier, you know, my first year at Western, like I met I met Chucky, you know, on the on the same floor as me. 
I met my boy Damien, you know, through the football team. And like, we were the only two athletes on the, on the same floor. And like, we were on the same kind of grind, you know what I mean? So what did I do? I just said, you know what, this guy's getting after it every day. You know, he's eating right. Let me just follow him. Like, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that I copied a guy who I kind of like, you know, liked what he was doing and, he, he was a good dude, so I wanted to live with him. I didn't want to live with a ladies' man or a partier. Like, I just want to live with a good person. Sure. And it helped me. You know, I think I got more from him than he got from me. That, that, it's crazy you say that because so many people are so scared to, to, uh, to copy styles or copy, you know, routine. But, man, like, life you, – you have to copy certain things about life. What, what do you think the people in front of us did for years to, to get us to where we are? It's, you it's know, saying I invented this, you know, I didn't invent this diet. I didn't invent yeah. this music or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I'm a, I'm a take what I get from it and apply it to my life mm. to be successful. Like that person was successful. So it's interesting yeah. to say that. Very interesting. Um, yeah, man. I think following up on that, mm-hmm. we, we usually ask the guests all the time. Um, what does top of the food chain mean to you um how has it applied to your life kind of going from from high school to university and how is it going to apply moving forward i think you kind of gave some insight but you can touch up on it funny man like uh top of the food chain for one is means that the person who eventually becomes immortalized in their actions or their practice um trailblazes those are some of the, the things and that I associate with top of the food chain. Also who cannot be taken down one shot, like to take that person down or to become that person has to be premeditated. Is that just, you know, a Thanos click of the finger? You see what I'm saying? Like, um, so like trial and tribulations, they go through that to get there. Now the top of the food chain person that I kind of emulated when I was in high school was this guy named uh, Javon Francis. I uh, lost touch with him a couple years back, a long time. Just this guy who went to Concordia University and then would come back way better every time he came back to play at our runs. He would kind of always guard him or be on his team. And he was like kind of an older brother to me, just the way he did things. You know, one thing that like I told myself I want to be like, is just kind of like him, play university ball and come back and hoop. And um, sure enough, you know, I was able to achieve that. And like pass that on to my brothers my little brother now like tristan knows him like he plays ball d1 so it's cool it's cool i was able to kind of give off give off some of that to him so he can go get it but um that's like definitely uh top of food chain thing is definitely something that is 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 something like you you chase it for sure you know i mean you chase it and like it consumes you it's interesting to see that i love how you said you know, one shot doesn't knock you off because because patients built built that foundation so that you don't just get knocked off and somebody right. just pushes you or some wind blows on you. You know, you know? through so much that your your foundation is just that solid. And mm-hmm. and like ending on like kind of what you said, like man, to me you. You really emulate what I tell Tristan, what I believe, what top of the food chain is about. And for me, it's about not only like working yourself and then the mind to get better and improve and have goals and, and crush them and set new ones, but mm-hmm. 
you actually emulate what I like top of the food chain for me is somebody that you don't go there to be by yourself. You know what I mean? And by you saying like, you want to be an educator cause you want to be able to show kids, you know, you can, you can be somebody that, that isn't in a movie. Like That's what I'm can, saying. You can see me in real life. Like, yo, mm-hmm. come talk to me. I'll show you how to do this. I, I'll show you the blueprint. Like I'll, I'll do yeah. it to come where I am and then go further. That's it. And, and man, it's powerful. Like I, like I can just feel the energy through the computer, like how, hey. how, how passionate you are about being, being a, a decent human being, showing people that, that there's somebody out there that can help them. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? That no matter, you know, your start or wherever you end up, you can always do something as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah. It's, it's really powerful listening to you. So, yeah, man. Thank you guys. Man, thanks for having me on here. Like I'm when, when I'm, I'm pumped, you know, like I appreciate it, man. You have some, no. some really cool people featured and I'm just pumped that I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of them. So thank well, you guys. To piggyback on what Will said, you were one of the first names that popped in my, into my head because of, I know how much of a passionate and real person you are. So I knew I knew you'd be a perfect fit for the topics that we con, con, we continually have together on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Throw someone in uh, like you into into those conversations is just going to raise that bar. Like I just knew you were going to absorb and engage and. and oh and shit, man! Tristan, dog, appreciate that. And like, oh, well, like, nice to meet you. You know, I do. It's coming back to me as I see your face. I do remember we definitely crossed paths once or twice. I think he came to our practice and started dunking out of nowhere on the far end. And I was like, yeah. who is this guy? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the hair miles are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, that's episode 10, TOTFC podcast. Signing wow. Up. All right. Peace out, T. Thank you, Will. Love, Thanks, guys. See you. See you.